0: cheapskates are glad it's free it's the medicare for the lazy man podcast the medicare podcast that works like a dog he keeps trying to divide by zero it's medicare expert doug jones Well, hello again, everyone! Guess what time it is? It is time for another thrill-packed, exciting episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. This is a podcast where I, your Medicare expert, try to help you, the hapless, confused, and and uh, uh, at sea, the person at sea, wandering, wandering in the desert of ignorance, uh, to get across the line into. The land of Medicare bliss, the land of Medicare milk and honey. With my assistance, one will find that uh, crossing that line and becoming a permanent resident of Medicare land is really a, uh, an easy thing to do and a very happy and rewarding lifestyle to achieve. And uh, there will very rarely be any need to ever worry about Medicare after that, no matter how long you live and no matter how infirm you become, because your Medicare decisions will have been made. And with the right quality of advice, they're going to be decisions you can live with for the rest of your life. Uh, In fact, I just had a call today from a client that I helped many years ago. And he called me today to chit-chat and to tell me that he was going in for hip replacement surgery next week. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, that's striking a little too close to home because the spousal unit is going to go through knee replacement surgery the day before his scheduled hip replacement. So it's um, coincidental uh, to say the least. Anyway, the reason that we're here is so that you will be encouraged to gain all the Medicare knowledge that you want to gain from my book, Medicare for the lazy man, simplest and easiest guide ever. The 2022 edition with big green numbers on the cover is waiting for you at barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. And if you go to Amazon, you're going to find several different types of books. If you want to give one to a friend for a gift, which would be a much appreciated gift by many people, I'm sure, you can buy the hardcover edition. Uh, if you're doing this for yourself and you want to save a few shekels, then you can get the softcover, the paperback edition. You can also get the Kindle version for less than $4. And finally, you can get the audible edition, the audio rendition of the book, wherein I will actually take the knowledge that's in the book and put it into your ears. And uh, you will be able to absorb it with a minimum of uh effort and uh, trouble so that's the whole point of this podcast episode and every podcast episode we do uh the person helping me do all these episodes is randy carson podcast engineer par excellence i always look forward to whatever randy's come up with since the last time we recorded and today is no exception randy what's going on in your part of the world
1: Oh gosh, the Medicare disadvantaged people are just hor- they're just swarming around my neighborhood. I, I mean, literally one of them had the gall to ring my doorbell. They, they walked right <laughs> past the alligator pit and they rang my doorbell.
0: Oh man, it seems like the first of the month is always a bad time around your house for assault by the uh, Medicare Advantage salesman. And I yeah. guess uh, the other door-to-door salesmen too. Are they the only ones out there, or are there other types pretty
1: like much. that? No, pretty much. Uh, nobody'll nobody'll usually get this far into the neighborhood unless they're really determined to steal your money. And that's yeah, the yeah. way that's the way a Medicare Advantage person is.
0: Yep, they're highly motivated to uh, get your get their hands into your pockets because the uh, commission structure on a Medicare Advantage plan for the agent is very generous the commission structure on the product I sell which is much more beneficial for the client very niggardly and I use that yeah. word advisedly it is not a generous commission schedule that's why I have so many clients in order to make a decent living I have to help a lot of people and I continue to do that and that's my life's work I love helping people deal with medicare so i was
1: at i was actually up at the post office the other day uh huh and there's, there's a special rack there for people wanted.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Actual people wanted. Sure. Uh, my picture was on there as someone who is wanted by the Medicare Disadvantage Police.
0: Well, they're never going to have a chance at you because you're locked up in your particular fortress of solitude.
1: That's right. That's right. But they keep I, trying, they I will literally keep trying.
0: I will say that in my childhood, moving from Oklahoma to the small village of Wayne, Illinois, Frances Stuvie was the post lady, the post mistress, as we called her, and uh, she started saving all of the wanted posters that were out of date. In other words, they'd get a stack of wanted posters. She'd put them up on the bulletin board. And when she took them down and replaced them, she gave me all of the uh, wanted posters. So I've got a big stack of criminal (laughs) identifications from the 1950s and sixties. And uh, you're, you're still muted.
1: I was wondering if you still have those.
0: I still do have them, but right now, with all my other important possessions, they're locked up in one of two shipping containers somewhere in Illinois.
1: Oh, well, as soon as you have availability of those, I would love to go through those.
0: Oh, yes. I have gone through them a couple of times to see if they're any famous, like John Wayne Gacy's or anybody like that, and I haven't recognized anybody. They might have been famous back then. But, uh, they are you know, lost to the mists of time and history. But I'll bet you you and I could have some fun. we'll We'll use a couple oh, of episodes We'll use a couple absolutely. of episodes just reading about their exploits
1: that, absolutely. Uh, and then we could we could look up one of your wanted posters and uh-huh. then I could do a little research on what they were wanted for.
0: Sure. I mean, it would be great. Well, the poster is going to tell us what they would, are wanted for. What you're going to look up is what happened to them.
1: Yes, the, the, the end of the story.
0: And back in yeah. those days, uh, you know, basically we had a stricter justice system. Now we know that with the revolving door, most of them would be wandering around on the streets uh, outside your house. And probably a lot of them are Medicare Advantage salesmen. But, uh, well,
1: they are. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. And. You know, the, probably nowadays, the worst, absolutely the worst punishment or sentence that one could get would be, we are going to cut your fingernails really
0: short. Ooh, ouch. And, I don't even like thinking about and that.
1: And that's going to hurt.
0: I don't even like thinking about that. So let's think about something a lot more pleasant and painless, shall we? <laughs> how, about, how about knee surgery? This knee is be... surgery.
1: There we go. The third Let's in talk our... about up something uplifting <laughs>
0: This is the third in our series, our ongoing series of knee surgery, which I think can be extrapolated to joint surgery in particular, joint replacement. Uh, The the short version of uh, why we're doing this is that um, the spousal unit is scheduled for knee replacement surgery in a fairly short time. And I got a call from one of my clients who is scheduled for hip replacement surgery. And uh, it occurred to me all of a sudden that maybe our audience members would like to know What's involved in knee surgery or what's involved in joint replacement surgery? And so I grabbed the book from my wife and I ran to my fortress of solitude, locked myself in. And now I'm reading from the book that her surgical uh, practice has provided for her. It's a, a kind of a neat little thing. It's all many, many colors. I know these guys didn't write it themselves. I know that they hired a big-time advertising firm to put this together. But now we're up to the section entitled Preparing for Surgery. And it says uh, exercise. Daily exercise leading up to surgery can help improve your strength, range of motion, and endurance throughout the post-operative rehabilitation process. Strengthening exercises for the hip and knee joint—excuse me—strengthening exercises for the hip and the knee joint lead to a successful outcome and improve recovery. Now, looking at the patient that I have around the house here, uh, she's practically all crippled up. How in the heck is she going to be doing this sort of exercise without in? excruciating pain i don't know how they expect her to do that strengthening and conditioning of the upper body may help reduce muscle soreness and fatigue caused by the use of assistive devices such as a walker or crutches or a cane etc diet and nutrition healthy eating and proper nutrition before and after your surgery aids in the healing process drink plenty of fluids and stay hydrated well that's what they tell everybody in arizona i personally drink fluids when i'm thirsty uh, otherwise i don't spend a lot of time thinking about it eating more fiber to help avoid constipation in the post operative period often caused by pain medications <clears throat> eat foods rich in iron eat foods rich in vitamin c Now, there's a misprint here. It says, eat foods rich and vitamin C. But what it means is rich in vitamin C. Why in the heck they let that mistake go by is beyond me. Eat foods rich. Oh, we already did that. Make sure you're eating sufficient amounts of protein. How do we know what the uh, proper amount would be? Make sure you're getting enough calcium and vitamin D. How, How do you know if you're getting the right amount? It's recommended that you eat light meals, especially the day before surgery, as the combined effects of anesthesia and your post-operative pain medications may slow down your bowel function, leading to constipation after surgery. Well, as the knee replacement coach, I'm going to have to remind the patient of that. Smoking and tobacco use. Formerly one of my favorite activities, and I'm pretty sure Randy shared my love of Smoking and tobacco use. It's been quite a while for both of us. But anyway, according to this book, smoking causes respiratory issues. Such breathing problems can increase the risk of medical complications at the time of surgery. Tobacco contains nicotine. Ah, who knew? Who knew? Anyway, nicotine causes constriction of the blood vessels, which can lead to slow healing of your surgical wounds and may increase your risk of infection and blood clots after surgery if you smoke we encourage you to quit at least a few weeks before surgery oh boy maybe have tried few have succeeded i and randy and i are two that have succeeded at quitting smoking home safety preparation okay this is where the coach can really show his stuff Tripping hazards. Be sure to move obstacles such as throw rugs, extension cords, footstools out of your walkway. Create a wide, clear path from your bedroom to your bathroom and to your kitchen so that you can easily get to these locations with the use of your walker or cane. Bathroom. You may need to adapt your bathroom to meet your needs during recovery. You may require an elevated toilet seat or commode and shower chair. Children and Pets. Small children and pets can pose a safety or tripping hazard. If you have pets, get rid of them. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. The coach was just pulling your leg there. If you have pets, you may need to make arrangements to keep pets in another. Oh, I was right. (laughs) By golly, my instinct was correct. Get rid of them. Keep pets in another area of the house once you arrive home after knee replacement. Small children may need to be taught how to interact with you in ways to keep you safe. How do you teach a small kid to keep you safe? Laundry and cleaning. It's wise to clean your house and launder your clothes prior to surgery. You may also want to help with cleaning and laundry. Oh, you may also want help with cleaning and laundry for the first few weeks after surgery. Well, uh, you know, the coach is going to be busy doing other things during that period of time. So that's going to have to be somebody else on the team, not the coach, as long as I'm coach anyway. Mail. It would be wise to arrange for somebody to collect the mail or place delivery of your mail on hold in the first few weeks after surgery. Is that because reading the mail is uh, just too too much of a strain on the psyche of the patient? I don't know why that would be, but uh, I'm going to add that to the coach's list of things to do. I'm not going to do any laundry or cleaning, but I will move the pets and children out of the way. I've already done that, and I will arrange to pick up the mail every day. Meals, arrange for help with meals or freeze pre-made dinners before your surgery. Driving, arrange for someone to drive you to your post-operative appointments. Do not drive until your surgeon tells you it's okay to do so. Absolutely no driving While taking narcotic pain medications, most patients will be approximately two to four weeks before they can start driving, depending upon the rehab potential and abilities. Prior to driving, you will need to have regained a range of motion, strength, and reaction time needed to drive safely. Stair climbing. It is okay to climb stairs without assistance if you are able. However, you may need help with stair climbing When you first get home, consider installing handrails and or making sure existing handrails are secure. Assistive and Adaptive Devices And there's a picture here of a woman being helped down the stairs. It looks like that uh, keep on trucking cartoon from the 1970s. She's got her big foot out in front of the picture. She's taking a big, long step. I'm thinking she might be headed for a a fall down the stairway here, but uh, it's uh, moderately entertaining. So assistive and adaptive devices, a walker or cane are the standard equipment used by all patients recovering from joint replacement surgery. It is recommended that you contact your insurance company to find out what is covered under your policy. Other assistive devices and personal aids may be useful in the post-operative period. Below is a list of other suggested items that can make your life easier and keep you safe in the post-operative period. Most of these items can be found in a medical supply store or at local pharmacies. You can get a walker. Uh, there's a front wheeled Walker with five inch wheels. You can get a cane. You can get a reacher slash grabber. I think that's what the coach is going to be doing. Uh, give me that magazine. Oh, yes, ma'am. Uh, you can get a sock aid. I have no idea what that is. And you can get a long handled shoehorn, or you can just not wear shoes that require a shoehorn. You can get an elevated toilet seat. You can get a commode. Are, are those the same things? I don't understand. A shower chair and a long-handled bath sponge. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Home health stores and pharmacies. Uh, here's a list of pharmacies and home health supplies. I'm not that excited about it because if uh, if I recall correctly, the last knee that was replaced, we didn't need any of this stuff. So, oh, there was a walker involved for a while <clears throat> The day before surgery, you should receive a telephone call and email from the surgery scheduler. If you do not receive a call before 3 in the afternoon, please call to confirm your surgery time. And let's see, the day before do's and don'ts. Now, the day before surgery, do shower and wash your hair. Bathing helps reduce the amount of bacteria on the skin, and it may lessen the risk of infection after surgery may or may not. It may lessen the the risk of infection. Use the antibacterial soap suggested and follow the instructions. Sleep in clean pajamas or clothes. Sleep on freshly laundered linens. Get a good night's sleep. It's important to be well-rested before surgery. And don't. These are the don'ts. That was like for the doobies, and this is for the do not bees. Don't eat or drink anything after the time you're instructed, usually midnight. Ice chips, gum, or mints are not allowed. You would think ice chips would be fairly uh, benign. Don't use lotions or powders. Don't shave your extremities before surgery. Hmm. Well, this is all news to me. I hope the audience is finding it helpful. On the day of surgery, remember these very important things. Here's a full page of stuff to remember. Back to the do-bees and the don't-bees again. Surgery day do's and don'ts. On uh, the do side of the equation, do take only the medications you've been told to take. Take them with a small sip of water. Bring a list of your current medications with you to the hospital or surgery center. Refer to your pre-surgery checklist. Don't, for you don't bees out there, don't eat or drink anything on the day of surgery. The only exception to this rule is a small sip of water with medications on the morning of surgery. Don't wear makeup or jewelry. Well, as the coach, I can say I will not be wearing makeup or jewelry. I I guess uh, the patient is probably going to have to follow the same rule. Don't bring valuables to the hospital or surgical center. Well, you're bringing your coach, aren't you? Don't shower the morning of surgery. Don't arrive late for surgery. You will be given two times, a surgery time and the time you are to arrive at the hospital or surgery center. Please do not confuse these times. The time of arrival at the hospital is very crucial to allow for pre-surgery preparations to occur in a timely manner. Pre-surgery checklist. The following checklists are guides to be prepared for surgery and recovery. Careful preparation improves the chance of a complication-free recovery. Now, to be completed before surgery, here's a list of stuff you have to do before surgery. I have arranged for someone to drive me home When I am discharged from the facility. Okay. I'm pretending to be the patient here and I have to put a check mark next to this. I have arranged for actually I've arranged for my coach. Uh, So he's going to be driving me home after surgery. I have arranged for someone to drive me to my follow-up appointments. Once again, that's going to be coach Doug. I have, I have confirmed my surgery date and time. I know when I should arrive at the hospital Okay, in this case, uh, that's going to be Coach Doug taking her to the hospital. I have changed my sheets and linens. Uh, Okay, I have not eaten after midnight the morning of my procedure. All right, those are the things on the list of uh, things for the uh, patient to be cognizant of on the day of surgery. And then uh, we're sneaking up on the allotted time here, but what to bring To the hospital or the surgery center. Bring the coach. Number one, very important bring your coach. Bring your current list of medications and supplements. Bring loose shorts, jogging suit, sweats, or robe as desired. Bring clean undergarments. Bring slippers with backs and rubberized sole or slip on or Velcro walking sneakers or shoes. Bring socks. Bring eyeglasses, no contacts. Bring hearing aid batteries. She doesn't wear a hearing aid. Does she still have to bring the hearing aid batteries? Bring a CPAP machine, including tubing settings and the machine. But she doesn't use one of them. Do we have to go out and buy a CPAP machine now? Bring a cellular phone. Bring a driver's license or photo ID, insurance or Medicare card. Copy of your advanced direct directives Uh oh that's going to be a red flag right there if i tell her to start bringing her will and her uh, medical um, uh, power of attorney uh, she's going to smell a rat like i've uh, managed to bribe somebody uh, into overdosing her on the uh, the drugs let's see important telephone numbers i think the coach can probably take care of that bring this booklet oh yeah it's so well written and valuable uh, bring this guide booklet so you can reference and review items with your healthcare team. Bring your walker or assistive device. This should remain in the vehicle and should be brought into the facility at the time of your discharge. Do not bring valuables. No jewelry, credit cards, checkbooks, cash. Do not bring your own medications from home. But do bring your coach, the most important, critical item in your recovery. Once you arrive, check in at the admissions office. Insurance will be checked and confirmed. Ironically, the coach can help with that. You will be called back to the preoperative area by the nursing staff. You'll be asked to empty your bladder and bowels. Ugh. Any personal items, including eyeglasses, contacts, hearing aids, dentures, will be removed before surgery and returned afterwards. What about the coach? Why can't the coach carry that stuff? Advanced directives will be noted. Your vital signs will be checked, including your pulse, respiratory rate, body temperature, and blood pressure. You will be dressed in a surgical gown. An IV will be started to give you fluids and medication. The preoperative nurse will reconcile your home medications with you. Remember to bring your medication list. And then you will be interviewed or examined by your surgeon. Your operative site will be prepared and marked. Oh, boy, that's enough of this for today. I'm telling you right now. uh, They're not making this sound any more (laughs) exciting. Uh, Well, it's actually pretty exciting. They're making it sound uh, frightening. Uh, As a person who assiduously avoids all medical uh, interactions, Randy, I'm not looking forward to the part of this book where the actual cutting begins. I hope I'm not frightening or disgusting the audience. But I think this is going to be it for this episode. Yeah, We are <laughs> we have
1: oh we have run out of time. Yes, we have. Or or as we said in an earlier episode, the STEM is over.
0: I think we run out of time and we've run out of interest for today.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, anyway, there's a number of different things that I could have commented on about how that book was written, but I, I think I'll reserve my comments until another time.
0: Why don't you keep a list? Because I'm going to want to spend one episode just correcting the grammar, the spelling, Yeah. maybe some of the silliness in the book. We'll uh, revisit some of the more entertaining passages. Uh,
1: Yeah. I'm I'm always concerned when, uh, you know, someone like, uh, you know, the Medicare, the medical practice puts that book out and they can't spell. I'm just always a little worried about that.
0: Well, I don't blame you. It's certainly a red flag as far as I'm concerned. So so we'll', we'll, we'll I
1: think we'll like you say, let's do a complete special episode on how to write a medical practice informational
0: booklet. Not only that, I can hear the uh, on and off switches being turned off right now for the the uh, future downloads of this podcast. So oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, think, we'll think carefully about it before we actually pull the trigger on this. But uh, anyway, it was it was wonderful sharing pre-operative stuff about joint replacement with you, the audience. Yeah, we
1: and as as uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as always, I, I thoroughly enjoy. These situations where we talk about things that normal people, uh, you know, they don't pop into their head on a daily basis, but it's it's certainly something important for people facing it. And it, it's really nothing to be all that fearful of. They, they've got it down pretty well to a science now with a variety of procedures. And uh, it's certainly nothing to be worried about. So anyway, we have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, but... Before we sign off, thank you for joining us. You could have been a number <clears> of different <throat> places, and you weren't. You were with us. You stuck it out to the end, and we didn't have to shush anybody along the way. Uh,
0: that was so wonderful. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much for being part of today's audience. So you have just spent that time I talked about with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma, now residing up into the high-altitude mountains of behind cave creek arizona and i think well i think we're still below ten thousand feet where you're at today i hope so but uh ultimately it it it, it varies it varies <laughs> i don't know why but it does so thanks for joining us uh we'll talk to you later and i'm glad that we were able to spend this time with you
0: bye bye everyone